Blog Talk Radio. Sweet ain't nothing but some Cheese on the Gentlemen, for the first time ever on the outside of the boxing podcast, we have an emergency podcast. Some people might want to know why it's an emergency. What is the emergency about in boxing? We got so much good going on in 2017. Shit, you can name them from the top to the bottom, whatever you want to say. Everything is going good. But this, however, we are making on this Friday afternoon, evening out here in Central California going down with the sun coming from Houston, Texas. But I tell you what, the first emergency podcast, and you'll find out soon why. This is news to my man, D. Willow Wilson, my tag team partner, where we hold the tag team champions of the podcasting world. Now, I don't know if he's knowing what I'm about to talk about because we have not went over any of this. I told him, look, we need to talk about some shit, and it just has to happen today. Last week, we broke down the Adrian Brown and Mikey Garcia fight for the most part of the show, and we end up forgetting about something that's coming up tomorrow night. So let me go to my co-host, my man, the guy I could not do this show without, D. Willow Wilson coming from Houston, Texas. D. Willow, what's going on with you, my man? I know it's a, a short notice, kind of something that came out of the blue, but it had to be done, and I hope you understand where we're coming from. You know, we kind of just jump off the top for the most part. And when it comes to an emergency podcast, well, the cuffs are off. There's no script. We're going from the top. No notes, all that shit. And it will be a real emergency today. What's going on with you, my man? How's the Friday treating you? Oh, man, Friday's treating me good. You know, as as an outsider of boxing, as a – tag team champion there's there's nothing that i that can uh hold me back from get when i get the when i receive the call from rc saying it's time to go in you know i just load up the clips get the mask ready put on the gloves and we go in you know uh no holds bar you you wanted this yeah. emergency emergency show so we put it in and, and it's going down i have no idea what the hell you what the hell we're doing you know, but I don't need to know because it's it's just about riding. So I'm gonna ride with you now. I might not agree with anything you're about to say, uh, but I'm still riding with you, my man. You know, a lot of people get that shit twisted too. They think that oh, RC and Willa, uh, you know, we, they think that we might troll some of the public with with agendas that we might seem to have on a certain occasion. But a lot of people that have been riding with the show for a long time know that me and you, we really don't see head-to-head, eye-to-eye on certain things. I mean, shit, we might be less than 50-50 when it comes down to it, but we we see where each other's coming from. So when I was talking about an emergency podcast, I wouldn't expect nothing less than you to just, hey, let's load the clip and let's ride. This ain't the first time that we've came for heads. 
in the podcasting world. And, you know, I really didn't want to do this. I was feeling like we need to be professional about this. We're doing this whole split up from that old podcast. We don't have to name the old podcast that we buried, the old podcast that's got a, the same size as the shit that's holding it down, that it's not going to come back up to surface and shit. If we're going to be shooting, I mean, we got guys from the old show that are uh, our callers in on this show that are correspondents, so to speak, on a quotation mark type of a level because the old guys on the show from before, they come in here to help us out on our show. This is our show. The Outside is the Boxing Podcast with Willa and RC. RC and Willa, it don't matter which way you want to put it forward. And I'm telling you right now, man, it was just something that I feel like I was getting messaged about on Twitter, DM'd on Instagram, messaged uh, from Facebook about, oh, you guys were just talking about Adrian Broner last week, and you guys didn't bring up the Lomachenko fight coming up because, you know, for some reason, there's a lot of fucking punks out there who are so big on Lomachenko, talking about high-tech this, high-tech that. But whenever I think about Lomachenko, I just think of the motherfucker that scared to fight Rigondeaux. So I was like, you know what? If you guys are asking for it, we're going to give it to you. Shit, it's Friday, and we're going to cover the fights coming up on Sunday. Maybe Monday. Not 100% sure on that because I will be heading out to Southern California tomorrow. And, you know, um, maybe to catch up with some of the boxing fam out there. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen. But I will be keeping touch on this fight. Uh, we have Vasily Lomachenko, a.k.a. Scared of Rigondeaux, about to go at it with Miguel Mariaga. And you know what? What the fuck is the big deal? Who's going to act like uh, who's going to win this fight? Do you think it's a 50-50 split? Uh, you know, man, if you're going to ask me that, you might as well ask me what kind of fucking what kind of underwear I'm going to put on tomorrow. I have no fucking interest in it. I will put whatever the fuck on I want to do, just like I picked this fight to go for Vitaly Lomachenko. I don't see no kind of upset happening. This is a man who is being pushed by Bob Arum in top rank, which is a joke. HBO was... Two years ago, three years ago, you look at HBO, they were looking like the class of boxing. And now they're looking like a fucking joke. They're the joke of boxing right now. I mean, they might as well. It makes sense why they're working with Golden Boy so much. Two clowns. Showtime is running boxing. Mayweather Promotions is running boxing, and they just came back. So if you want to look at this shirt tomorrow, okay, you got Carissa Shields going on the card. That's cool. I have no problem with women fighting. On the contrary, I feel like. Uh, that's the night. Certain times. That's the night, RC. Probably happening. Is now, it tonight? Right? Well, yeah. fuck. Okay. That shows tonight. Well, shit. Hey, RC, we did talk about this. You saying whoever said we didn't talk about this, we did. If they don't remember the last ten minutes of the show, we were going in. I cut it. We need. We're going to talk about Lomachenko fighting some guy who just came off of a loss. You know, a guy that just came <laughs> off yeah. a loss, I believe. Is fighting Lomachenko for the uh, WBO Super Featherweight. We did talk about that, but like it's nothing to talk about. You know, instead of fighting the real deal, Lomachenko's out here fighting. Uh, uh, what is this guy's name? Uh, Miguel Mariaga. Uh, Mariaga whatever the hell his yeah. name is. Yeah, he's you know he's he's got two L's. I guess he hasn't been KO'd, but you know he's just coming off a loss, and he's fighting Lomachenko for the belt. I don't get it. Um, I don't know what the hell happened because. I'm looking at it. So the WBO World Featherweight. So so he just fought for the World Featherweight title. He lost. So now it's now his next fight. This guy Margar Mariotti or whatever his name is is for the WBO Super Featherweight title. So he just lost 
for the featherweight title. Now he's going up to fight Lomachenko. It's a joke of a fight, and that's why we only gave him 10 <laughs> minutes because it's, it's BS. How does that work, too? A man loses the title shot and gets another one. What the fuck is that all about? You know, we I, I knew we talked about it, but it's like if they – there's so many fans out there of the Lomachenko. I mean, Willie, you know that this man is probably ranked like I, I. I hear that he's arguably the number one pound for pound, one to three ratio for sure, top five in the boxing heads uh, rankings when it comes to the mythical pound for pound ranking. And how many fights does this guy have? And he still lost to Orlando Salido. It's a joke. Nine. But, you know, people see the whole bullshit. Nine fights. And people see this whole bullshit and act like, oh, he's the best thing since cookies and cream. And, they, you know, they just see the high tech. This guy lives in the Matrix. Where was the Matrix against Orlando Salido? I mean, if you're losing to Orlando Salido, that's, that's foolery right there. And they're talking about Mikey Garcia against Lomachenko. They probably want to talk about that one more than they're talking about Rigondeaux and Lomachenko. But who knows? To me, it seems like, this fucking guy is being protected by Bob Arum so well. If he actually fights Guillermo Rigondeaux, which I don't think he will because Bob Arum is such a, a petty son of a bitch who wouldn't want to give a guy who got cut off from him, such as Mikey, such as Guillermo Rigondeaux, to give him any kind of a payday less than a, a, a quarter of pay when it comes to this guy. He already was on record saying that. Oh, yeah, the Gamble Rigondeaux fight makes sense. He should uh, make good money off that, but he shouldn't be asking for too much money on that. Right then and there tells me about the in-house money that Bob Aaron was making. My man D. Willow Wilson, there's a reason why you hold the half of the tag team championship, bringing up the fact that Jeff Horn is going to be fighting against Terrence Bud Crawford in-house money when it comes to top rank from the, the Illuminati of boxing, sacrificial sheep of Manny Pacquiao, which he lost on the scorecards to on ESPN recently. It's all the bullshit when it comes to Bob Aaron. He's trying to protect anything he's got left, and he is known for being a notorious liar. So whenever he's talking about anything, anything on boxing, you have to take it for a grain of salt that it is. Uh, you know, the half is always half full whenever you're talking about Bob Aaron. This guy is, you know, he's done so much in the sport of boxing, but at the same time, he's done so much to hurt it as much as he's helped it. Uh, a guy that, you know, poor Manny Pacquiao, they want to say that Freddie Roach hadn't got paid for Manny Pacquiao, and it looks like it's Pacquiao's fault. But really, Pacquiao hadn't got paid from Bob Arum to pay Freddie Roach. It all twinkles down the twine, and a lot of people could be pointing the fingers, but it just comes down to what it is at the end of the day. And I'll tell you right now, man, we're looking at who's going to be the next star in boxing, transcending with, with pop culture today. I mean, it's tough to look at any one figure – and say, who's it going to be? I mean, Saul Canelo Alvarez, the fucking face of boxing, self-proclaimed on social media's handle that this son of a bitch has, but the motherfucker can't even speak English. He's got 2 million followers on Instagram. John Jones, the most boring man when it comes to being on the microphone, has more than Saul Canelo Alvarez, the most boring. And when you listen to Canelo talk, he's saying way more interesting shit than, than, than John Jones but it just doesn't get translated for what the people are listening to in today's era. I mean, Javante Davis, I like this guy. I like Tank. I feel like Tank can make a lot of noise in this game, man. Um, being, being pushed as the new uh, Floyd Mayweather, Adrian Broner, uh, as far as being the next pay-per-view star, you know, uh, he's been coming off some impressive, impressive outings. He's got the look. Maybe don't have the mouthpiece yet because Floyd talks for him, but he could work on that. It doesn't seem like he has any problem with 
uh, evolving into a, a personality, the persona that guys with the Mayweather promotion team has. Not necessarily, you know, if you talk about guys like Badu, Jack, but you can make something of it. And when it comes down to it, they ask him, what about the Lomachenko fight? What's he say? He says, oh, I'd love to make the Lomachenko fight. However, Lomachenko doesn't put asses in the seat. So, uh, you know, I can see me fighting him later on down the road, but if we don't fight, then, hey, it's not going to ruin my legacy. What the fuck? We got, we got bullshit going on in UFC where guys are just – pay-per-view numbers are ridiculous when it comes to pay-per-view sales, and these guys are just jokes of a fighter. I mean, you want to pull out some numbers. You're talking about Conor McGregor and, and UFC 196, pay-per-view numbers, 1,600,000. UFC 202, 1,650,000. UFC 205, 170, 100,000 pay-per-view buys against Eddie fucking Bravo. The, the casual fans are selling out to this, this fucking rooster cockfighting bullshit where you're taking off someone's shoes, throwing them in a cage, bare fucking foot. And at some time, we've seen people shitting in the fucking octagon, rolling around like some goddamn pigs. And why is that? It don't make no sense to me. You got a fucking idiot like Dana White running the show. Dana White's... He's, he's a fucking bad guy for Floyd Mayweather if you go back down 18 years down the road, but what's he doing? He's putting the best against the best. And you know what? Actual wins mean something in UFC because they go off a ranking system, similar to college football or all that bullshit, however you want to look at it. If the eight beats the six, the eight becomes the six. The six beats the five, it becomes a four. And it just trickles down the twine in a certain way. When it comes to boxing, it feels to me like big wins don't mean what they should be. And example, Deontay Wilder against against um, against some Russian piece of shit. Um, I can't think of the man's name right now. I'm going off so fucking crazy. My head. Okay, look. We're talking about it's, it's not Pulev. It's uh, the guy that didn't fight him. Uh, the, I, the little short uh, motherfucker that got caught for steroids. <laughs> I can't think of yeah, his name right now. Um, but you know who we're talking about? Pavekin. Pavekin. I'm going so fucking nuts right now. Yeah, I'm losing my fucking mind right now. But okay, we want to judge Deontay Wilder with the Pavekin fight. Not his fault. I entirely agree with that. It's not his fault that that fight didn't happen. That would have been the first big test for Deontay Wilder against Alexander Pavekin. My fault for coming up short on the fucking name, but I'm just thinking of too much shit right now with the tornado going on upstairs. But we want to cut. We want to criticize him for that. I, I, I understand where people come from it from because Deontay Wilder has so many voluntaries. But, however, I want to think, talk about this. It's not his fault that the man didn't get the shot to be the man against a steroid and cheating man that looked good. But when you put him against Chris Ariola, a man that wasn't even ranked in the top 15 who automatically gets a, a gift as far as, was it 15 or 11, that Chris Ariola. Chris fucking Taco Boy Ariola, a guy who doesn't deserve to be nowhere near top competition in the heavyweight division. This guy's been shot. You look at his fucking nose, it looks like a crooked train track. No one's worried about Chris Ariola. And he gets a gift ranking for no fucking reason. Now, when it comes to UFC, I, I, I'm not the biggest UFC guy out there. I think it's a whole bunch of bullshit if you ask me when it comes to guys fighting, doing stuff that I do to the white girl in the bedroom. But when it comes down to it, these guys actually earn their rankings, and it moves up from that. You don't just go from being the outside 15 to being number 11 like Chris Ariola did. Boxing, to me, it seems like I love this sport, man. I really do. And it's just so full of bullshit when it comes down to it. Um, you know, I, I'm going to continue to be 
the, the, the pro boxing man that I am, there's a reason why I'm paying for this fucking Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather sideshow bullshit, which on some other shit, if you want to talk about, it goes from this. Like, Floyd Mayweather was getting roasted and just... He was the ultimate villain in this whole fucking buildup with Conor McGregor. The whole way. No problems about it. It was UFC favoritism. I mean, they were even chanting it. Toronto. Floyd's obviously the bad guy at all the times. When it comes down to it, when he went to Brooklyn, of all places. Brooklyn, one of the places that actually gets up and shows Floyd Mayweather Jr. the respect he deserves whenever they see him on the big screen. If you look back at the Paulie Malignaggi, Adrian Broner fight, when Floyd came on screen, what's the crowd do? get up on their feet, show respect to a man who's been doing it for this long. But when it came down to it, it was about a 45 to 65 split, 55 split, I'm sorry. And it was mostly UFC fans. Why? Because boxing fans aren't sold on this bullshit when it comes down to it. It's the UFC fans that are going to put big money in the boxing promoters' pockets for this whole thing, putting money in Floyd's pockets, all this. And, you know, it, it just trickles down to where the boxing fans need to have the same support, but why don't they have the support system that they're not getting as much as the USC is? USC, again, back to my point, rankings mean down to it in boxing. It feels like, oh, if a guy gets, uh, let's say, let's say a, a, a guy gets a belt and he has some mandatories, you know, a lot of guys will actually vacate a title and let someone else pick up uh, a vacated title, and they're just moving on to bigger and better things, which is a whole bunch of bullshit, man. You know, um, I, it, it just bothers me. I don't want to be the guy who's the, 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 the bad news bear of boxing, but I just want to see more competitiveness. We've been seeing it this year. We've been seeing it this year. However, we've been getting something that I could add a caveat to about all this shit. Adrian Broner. I'm one of the biggest Adrian Broner fans out there. When I talked to AB, it was AB and RC about being the ridiculous cash flow. We talked about it, and it was cool. And when it came down to it, Adrian Broner is supposed to represent the struggle from brothers coming from the hood. Shit, I came from, he came from water and cornflakes. I remember coming from, from uh, powdered milk. I'll never forget the taste of that shit. And when it comes down to it, I was hoping to see a man go blood and guts representing the struggle of guys coming from the bottom. And what Adrian Broner looked like against the Mikey Garcia fight was a man who came from a privileged household and didn't want to go blood and guts with a, a guy who really he should have beat the shit out of, uh, Mikey Garcia. Hats off to him. He did that. Respect. He did what he had to do to win the fight. But we expected to see more from Adrian Broner. He had to be ashamed of himself. Ashamed of himself. And I'm an Adrian Broner fan. But for him to come out and be afraid to get wool stars and not put it all on the line and some blood and gut shit, man, that's some suck. Tell you what, Adrian Broner, I don't know if he believed he could win the fight. Maybe he did until he felt some of those shots coming in the third round. But I tell you what, to me, it seemed like Adrian Broner, it's a guy who didn't believe in himself as much as his fans believed in him. His fans might have believed in, in Adrian Brother more than he did himself, if you think about it. But it's just all this shit that trickles down in boxing. It should have been the, the showdown of the summer, which it was expected to be. And what it turned out to be, a shell of a man's self and uh, a stay-busy pickup victory for Mikey Garcia. And, you know, uh, Adrian Brown has no one to blame but himself for the odds the way they turned out to be 5-1, to one, maybe they turned out to be 3-1 to one towards the fight night. But, however, Mikey Garcia, it all comes down It all comes down to one certain thing. Mikey Garcia won that fight last night, or uh, last week, I'm sorry, and then it's looking like they're trying to build something up with Lomachenko, but do we think that this Lomachenko motherfucker is going to fight somebody like Mikey Garcia? He ain't fighting Gamble Rigdon. I don't care what nobody says. 
That fight's not happening. But it should happen. Why do we get this in boxing? We had the Floyd Mayweather fight with Manny Pacquiao five years too late, and it turned into a shit show. It was the biggest grossing pay-per-view sell in, in, in all of combat sports history. That might get eclipsed with Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor, judged by the dummies that are out there. And then we, we're getting the Canelo Triple G fight four years too late. I mean, why do we get this in boxing? Why is it so guys being show protected when it comes down to it? I mean, we just need to have some sort of stabilization where the organization, sanctioning bodies, promoters, all that, somehow come up with a way to just simplify the shit and do something that the dummy over in UFC is doing and making a muck off it, making a whole lot of money. I understand, like, hey, you know, it's a it's a business about it's a business about self preservation and longevity. And for me to try to criticize people about, oh, why don't they fight this and that? I don't want to sound like the Cheeto fingers, uh, three hundred pound people sitting on the couch talking about, oh, I would have done this, I would have done that. Obviously, everybody in the fight game has a bigger heart than me or any fan out there because they are out there willing to get their, uh, I mean, longevity risk on any given punch. You know, um, there's examples of it out there. However, when it comes down to it, we could easily make boxing great again, but it just hasn't been. And that's why I'm talking about this emergency podcast. We got this Lomachenko fight coming up, and then after this, what? He's fighting a guy he shouldn't even be fighting right now. And when he wins that fight, what's going to happen next? Is he going to fight Mike Garcia, or is he going to fight Gamma Ringendale? I don't think he's going to fight either one of those fucking guys, if you ask me. What do you think about all this shit that I'm talking about? Well, I told you we're going hard today. We're coming for heads. I talked about sinking the ship of the, the, the GTO podcast that we came from, and that fucking ship's going to be sink. And fuck, if we want to fucking tamper around with some free agents that might, not, that, that might be restricted, we might have a heavyweight show coming on this fucking Outsiders of Boxing podcast one of these days. And anybody who knows about our show knows about who we're talking about. So, hey, we're, we, it's cutthroat. We're coming for heads, and there ain't going to be no difference, man. So out of all that stuff I said, you have to say what, Willa? What I'm going to say is, R.C., calm your ass down, dog. I see you're, you're very wired. You're very passionate today, which is all good, and that's why you are the number one host when it comes to boxing podcasts, right? But you're, 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 you're giving props to UFC about them fighting the best, fighting the best. On a week and that hurts me. Where, hold on, hold on. On a week where uh, GSP, uh, St. Pierre, is supposed to come out and fight the best welterweight, who is Woodley. Oh, but man. because Woodley didn't have a great showing and he's not going to put asses in the seat, GSP is fighting some other guy, right? So, that's it, it's right, coming right. down, you know. So all that, all those props you were giving UFC just this week, they proved that to not be the truth anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, so they're not really they're 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 getting to be about money also. You know, you're you're crying about boxing on a week where we hear that your boy Ortiz will be fighting Wilder or Joshua very soon, very soon. Coming off, you know, coming off a week where where uh, Clarissa Shields is headlining on a Friday on Showtime, breaking ground. You know, we're boxing is looking good, man. I don't know what got you upset. Uh, you know, the best, you know, you're mad because your boy Manny got that work five years too late. I mean, whatever. 
You're talking about you wanted to see Canelo. I think Canelo <laughs> is 28 years. Canelo is 28 years old, might, maybe 26 years old. So you wanted to see a 22-year-old Canelo fight Triple G. Canelo's fighting Triple G at his best, at his peak. This is when he's supposed to uh, supposed to fight uh, Triple G. You know I don't what I'm saying? About that, so man. you know. Hey, hey, don't so you know your boy. Uh, another one, you mad because uh, Canelo's about to win, so you're saying it's four years earlier. I mean, four years too late. Come on, man, this guy's a young man. So get that out of here, get that out of here, and, and get the the hate out your blood. You're sounding like an old simp that we used to know back in the day. You know, boxing is doing great. We've had a good year. Broner got that work. I mean, it, it is what it is, but that was a good fight. You know, we've got fights coming up. I don't see anything wrong with boxing this year. This has been a great uh, year of boxing. And to talk down on it is it, it, it's, it's crazy. Some guys ain't going to fight some guys. Lomachenko don't want rigging down. It is what it is. I mean, he's just going to do that. So we need to move on. We can always clown him for that, but we're going to move on. Will he fight Danny Garcia? Um, I don't know. He did fight Walters. He has fought Toledo. So out of his eight fights or nine fights, he's got two pretty good fights in there. So, you know, I'm not going to say he's not fighting anybody and he's, or he's just fighting nobody, but, you know, uh, I'm not going to hate on him right now. Is he the best? Hell no. Is he top five? Hell no. But, you know, he he is. He's yeah. got protection. So it is oh, what it is. They're going to want to see him fight until, <laughs> yeah. he fights, until he fights black-ass Rick now or until he fights Mikey Garcia. He's going <laughs> to be all hype. But those will be good fights. I'm going to pick the other guys, but if Lomachenko beats those guys, then it wasn't all hype. But as of now, like Triple G, it's all hype until they prove that they're not all hype. So, you know, I'm not mad at that. There's one guy that's ducking. We've got one guy out here right now that's ducking. That's Lomachenko. Everybody else seems to be fighting. Everybody else seems to be wanting to fight. Your boy Ortiz. That Wilder wants to fight. They're in the talks. He wants to get Severn out the way. Severn says he still wants to fight, so he's gonna have to fight Severn first, um, and then he's gonna fight Ortiz. Joshua came out this week and said, "I'm fighting Pulev, then I'm fighting Ortiz." So you know we're seeing things happen. So I don't know what happened to you today. I don't know if you woke up on, on the wrong side of the bed or if. Uh, you know the the uh, your breakfast tacos weren't made right. I don't know what what was going on. Hey, I don't need but breakfast tacos, down. man. Hey, just calm down. Right, look, I know you. I know low key you, you. I know low key you. You love Mexicans, dog, and you probably and you probably indulged in the Mexican culture. That's why you hate it so much on the show. That man, my favorite food is Italian huh? food, and next to that, the Italian. Chinese food. I can't stand Asian. I can't stand Mexican food. You like cat. You like uh, Look, man. The General Toe's hey. cat. Hey, it doesn't even matter. Hey, it doesn't matter. We're just wondering why are you so upset at boxing when it's been good to you? This has been a good year it's, of boxing, man. You, you know, man, a great you brought up a guy. You brought up fucking that, that, that scumbag Anthony Joshua, Mr. Calvin Klein, English muffin eating sucker himself. I tell you what, it's funny how you said that he's talking about Pula because – he obviously wants to get an easy win out the way. He don't want no problems with King Kong Ortiz. Guaranteed. This guy, he thinks he's so hot shit. This motherfucker thinks that he's the biggest thing in boxing because 
One, he makes Vladimir Klitschko retire this week. Shout out to Vladimir Klitschko. Hell of a career. Hell of a career. I don't care what nobody All says. Right. Vladimir Klitschko did his thing. And, and, and that's rude of you to say. But he wants to make Vladimir Klitschko retire in the same week. And then he's fucking with Amir Khan's woman in the same goddamn week. Amir Khan, at least mess with somebody's wife. Who, matter of fact, no, I don't look, I don't give no props to anybody messing with another man's wife. That's just something you don't do, especially when it comes into the locker room, the the, the quotation mark locker room of boxing itself. You don't mess with another man's wife at all. I don't care what nobody says. There's no. Oh, we used to blah 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 in school and none of this and that. There's, you never do that. And for Anthony Joshua, you look like a video game created fucking stud. For you to just, you could probably have any woman you want overseas in the UK. I mean, you know, I'm not one to be checking out no dudes or nothing like that. But I'm just saying, the way the physique that this man's got, you could get any woman you want besides them fucking blistered up hands you got to look like you give somebody a virus on touch. But for him to be messing with Amir Khan, of all people, Amir Khan, he might fuck around and make Amir Khan put on 50 pounds and have to say what's up in the heavyweight fight. I'm just saying, Amir Khan ain't no punk. And for him to be messing with that man's wife, oh, man, that's just another thing that gets me going right there. And, and you know what? I hope King Kong beats the shit out of Anthony Joshua just for being a, a scumbag that he is. How are you going to be messing with a little man's wife? She, might, she moved up in weight before Amir Khan can move up in weight. And that's a goddamn shame for Anthony Joshua. And for that motherfucker to be posting out some shit this morning with the, uh, who was it? The, the Shaggy, It Wasn't Me song. And he put that in a video on a tweet like if he's trolling. Shame on that man. He ought to be ashamed of himself. And I don't know how Anthony hey. Joshua looks at himself in the mirror. Hey, that BBC, hey, it does, a, it does the talking, dog. Hey, they love that BBC, oh, dog. Just always remember that. <laughs> Just always. <laughs> oh, man. I ain't talking. I ain't talking. I ain't talking English TV either, dog. Well, man, come on, man. That's why. That's why my man is is a runner up for the the, the podcast co-host of the year. But God damn it, Willa, I'm upset with this shit going on today, man. Boxing has been going great this year. It's been going great, right? You would think it's going great. Where are the guys in the sport who are not afraid to take an L? Where are the guys like the – oh, man, this hurts me to say it. Where, why can't everybody be like Keith Thurman? He went in there with Danny Garcia. He went in there with Sean Porter, who everybody don't want. And look, everybody, a boxing fight is rough as it is. But when you decide to get in the ring with Marshawn Porter and make things times two rougher, like Danny Garcia is about to do and beat the shit out of him, it just it just shows the mannerism you has as a fighter when it comes down to it. Keith Thurman, I can't stand that hippie brother coming from my state of Florida. I can't stand that sucker, but you know what? I give him props because he's not afraid to lose that O, and it seems like to me everybody in boxing is afraid to let the O go, and that's why I was uh, I was giving a little bit of props to UFC. These guys, but, but at the same time, they don't have a choice. They have to do it because – Dana White says do it. And boxing, to me, it means a little something to say, okay, let's get this fight cracking, and they both sign on the dotted line. That's why we get the hey. the first welterweight unification hey, who are these, that Danny Garcia and Thurman had. Who are these guys that are scared to let their O's go? Who are these guys? Name them. Lomachenko. I'll tell you what. Name somebody, name somebody I'll, else. I'll tell you who it ain't. I'll tell you if we could get everybody like Errol Spence and Keith Thurman and Mikey Garcia. Uh, 
two guys I don't like that I just mentioned right there. Earl Spence, love that kid. Everything that guy represents. Earl Spence, that's, that's the truth right there. But when it comes to guys like Mikey Garcia, you know what, man? I don't give a shit about Mexican fighters. Everybody knows it. But you know what? I give credit to where it's due. And Mikey Garcia, for that little motherfucker coming up and, and doing what he did to Adrian Broner, hats off. Cowboy hats off. Respect. So I Adrian give you Broner's props. on the You list did your thing. So Broner's on that He's old left a long time he ago. He took the fight, but he took the fight. But he's, he's not scared to take the L. So who is scared to take the L? I don't know anybody that's that's out there dodging except Lomachenko. Who else is and Frampton? Yeah, I mean there's yeah, there's there's clowns like yeah, those all those UK clowns. So there's now that I think about it, there's like the Framptons and the guy uh and the guy that's um that's the middleweight champ. Um I'm gonna forget his name. No, no, not Eubanks, the uh, the guy that's the middleweight champ, the white guy. He already got one, he already um, got one. Oh, B- Billy Joe Saunders you talking about? Saunders, yeah, he, yeah, he's scared to take. That's yeah, there's good, guys, there, there's yeah. a few guys, but the champs, the real guys, they're fighting, man. Jacob, Jacob G is fighting. Canelo is fighting. The Charlo boys the is Charlos. fighting. Everybody, yeah, everybody yeah. in the super middleweight is fight. Uh, super, uh, uh, no, the light middleweight is fighting. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. everybody's fighting. The, the 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 heavyweights seem to be fighting now. People are fighting each other. There's a few guys. They they seem to be. Uh, UK guys, maybe Eastern, uh, but UK guys that aren't fighting the best. But really, if you really think about it, there's not a lot of guys that are sitting out there dodging L's anymore. It's not. But it's okay. I'm just, hey, you know what? Those guys that you mentioned are, those guys. Wilder's about to fight Ortiz, man. Well, we'll see about that. I don't think Wilder's got the balls to fight Luis Ortiz. And if he does, I'll fucking take a plate of crow and, and, hey, it is what it is. I, I tell you what, Wilder might get – you know what? Everybody always talking about they want to bet me on the show about this and that. But when they want to bet, they're talking this bullshit like Danny Garcia being an underdog against Keith Thurman, Adrian Broner being a 5-1 underdog against Mikey Garcia. Y'all got to come at me with some legit shit. And when it comes down to it, I've been talking about Luis Ortiz for the last five goddamn years, and all of a sudden he's become the dark horse of the heavyweight division. And if Deontay Wilder want to get that humbling – Anybody who want to put some money up on it, I'll talk to you. I'll tell you that much right now. Luis Ortiz is in a privileged position because everybody's been wanting to avoid him. Deontay Wilder's talking about, oh, I don't fight nobody who has a, a past history with PhDs. Motherfucker, everybody's doing on PEDs. PEDs, not doctors. Not doctors, dog. PEDs, not HDs. Oh, no, no, I said PDs. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. PDs. Look, check it. <laughs> no, you said PAT. <laughs> oh, no, no, PDs. We can look up the fucking film, man. It's PDs, bro. Look, it. check this out. If you want to ask me who's not afraid to let the O go, which is also my number one pound-for-pound ranked boxer in the world today, and don't give a fuck what nobody say, Andre S.O.G. Ward, the man who put down the, the, the crusher killer, the crusher slayer, Andre Ward, he ain't getting enough respect. And you know what? We know how I felt about Andre Ward coming up. He was a, a Tylenol PM for a while. But when it comes down to it, the man's been all about his business. Blue-collar family man doing everything the right way. But people still think that that little fuck from Nicaragua, uh, uh, Chocolatito, is better than him. They think that this little sack of shit, Lomachenko, is better than him. They think Triple G, who lost the fight to my man, Daniel Jacobs, is better than him. If you think about it, the boxing fans around the world want to defaultly rank 
Andre Ward is the number four fighter in the world, pound for pound. That's why I say fuck the mythical pound for pound list. It's a whole bunch of bullshit. However, when you ask me who is the best fighter in the world today, it's Andre Ward, hands down, no questions about it. It's a wrap like a Taliban hat. And that man, on the contrary, people thought that some of these fights that he took with Sullivan Barrera and so forth was afraid of losing that. Oh, especially when he signed up to fight. Uh, 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 Sergey Kovalev, the first fight, hey, it could have went either way, but the second fight, no questions about it. I don't think there was any low blows. The motherfucker had his pants high as shit and he was hitting at the belt line. No problems about it. But when it comes down to it, these guys that you mentioned about not being afraid to let the O go, the Charlo brothers, hey, them guys got next-level athleticism and a weight class that they're about to dominate just like they did at 154. You talk about Earl Spence. This kid is going to be the motherfucking truth regardless of who he's fighting coming up. Anthony Joshua, that fucking no good English muffin, Calvin Klein wearing sucker that's been taking little dude's wife, he ought to be ashamed of himself. He beat an old Vladimir Klitschko, which he probably should have got his ass with in the sixth round when Klitschko hit him with the steel hammer, but that referee probably had money on the fight and let it go the distance to where Joshua came out on top. Hey, I'm not no conspiracy theorist or nothing like that. But Anthony Joshua, he got to be ashamed of himself, and I hope Luis Ortiz beats the shit out of him if they get that fight going on because this guy's been a scumbag in boxing. He's been picking on dudes like Dillian White was his toughest fight. Dillian fucking White, are you kidding me? Dillian White got no chance against guys like Deontay Wilder, Luis Ortiz, and that's when we're talking about the cream of the crop because that's the new era of the heavyweights, man. It's that, that, that Tyson Fury, Klitschko shit, it's out the fucking door, man. You want to talk about Wilder? Joshua, and probably Big Baby Miller coming up, too. Also with, uh, I forget the other Kwan's name, one of those other dudes from overseas. I don't really show no much love to those fucking U.K. brothers, but, hey, it is what it is. A lot of dudes are out there scared to put out their O's, man, but that's the thing about it. But when it comes down to it, you still got some young killers out there. You still got some slayers out there, and I hope to see some of these guys continue to put forward the position that they've been in and, and not being afraid to lose it. I think we're, we're moving away from the era that I'm complaining about right now, but it's still there. It's always going to be there no matter what. Guys are going to be sheltered. Guys are going to be catered. Guys are going to be protected. That's just the fact of the matter. But, you know, um, uh, that's why this is an emergency podcast because a lot of these motherfuckers are getting away with shit that they shouldn't be getting away with, and that's why people are glorifying bullshit like the UFC. Hell, if you look at a low UFC pay-per-view buy uh, with no stars on the event, you're looking at about 300,000 pay-per-view buys. And what did Ward Kovalev just put out recently? Like 160, 190, Triple G against David Lemieux did 160, 190? It's a joke, man. you got actual talent in boxing that's not getting crossed over to the mainstream because of the way the business is being ran. Like I said, you got this fucking cue ball, red face, no lip, having no good Dana White scumbag making a muck. This fucking company just sold for $4.4 billion. And you got a joke. They have nobody. Ronda fucking Rousey and Conor McGregor is all they, and these motherfuckers are making all this money. It's a joke. And for boxing to make this kind of money, we got to have Floyd fucking Mayweather come out after two years of being retired from beating the shit out of Manny Pacquiao, which is five years too late. I'm not mad at that. It happens. But we need to have more crossover appeal. Willa, I got to ask you, who is the next star in boxing and they cannot be a charisma vacuum like the ones we got today? 
Lomachenko comes out in some fucking, I don't even want to say where he came out for the win today, but it's a goddamn joke. You got to have some sort of dude. If, the, if, if Earl Spence had Adrian Broner's charisma, persona, Danny Garcia's chin, his talent alone, we would have the best fighter in the game today. No problems whatsoever. But what? who's going to be the next star? It's hard to get across. And, you know, uh, shout-out to Earl Spence coming on The Breakfast Club and keeping it truth, hence the nickname, The Truth. He's not going to go outside of his element and be fake just to make some extra money. Give him props for that. He's the real dude. But who's going to be the next star in the, in the game today, Willa? That's what I want to know. Man, I mean, that's a great question, and that's a question that I really don't have the answer to. You know, Canelo is a star, so the next star, it's, you know, maybe Joshua, you know, uh, maybe, you know, the the winner out of Joshua Wilder if they fight, maybe the maybe one of those two guys. But besides that, you know, yeah, there is nobody that, that's, that's got that pizzazz, that's got that Floyd Mayweather, that's got that, you know, there is no right. Floyd Mayweather, so there can't be no Manny Pacquiao. So maybe, you know, maybe if Davis, Javante Davis, which I don't think is good enough, maybe because he's on Mayweather's team, um, Mayweather's mouthpiece and his combined could get him that rub, you know, maybe like, you know, like LeVar Ball is doing for his son. You know, maybe he needs <laughs> – yeah, yeah. everybody, they need, they need better managers. Shout out to the Ball family. You know, they might have to – yeah, they might have to go like straight WWE and get managers to do the talking and to get these guys hyped because, like, like you said, there's not too many guys that are speaking on the mic and, and making you know people want to watch. You know, the reason why Conor McGregor sells so much is not only is he knocking boys out, is because he's he was talking. He does the talk. Um, the reason why Mayweather is the top three pay per views of all time is uh, because of his talking. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't know, man. I haven't seen anybody that got on the mics and got me hyped. Maybe one of the Charlo brothers, um, but I haven't seen it. You know, everybody, nobody has that charisma to, you know, that star's charisma, and nobody's out here knocking boys out like that. So, you know, who knows, man? And there it is, ladies and gentlemen, the emergency podcast that I had to get off my chest today. And I hope a lot of people are not out there thinking that I'm pandering to this UFC bullshit because I'm not. I'm just putting the numbers out there where we got to have – we got to make boxing great again, man. This shit's getting out of fucking hand, and I feel like we got the talent to make it happen. Everybody just needs to turn it up a notch. God damn it. And you know what, man? I'm with Willa. I think Anthony Joshua could be that guy. Fuck, man, turn heel and start telling everybody that you're leaving with their belt and their girl like Adrian Broner told Polly Malanaji that you're still a little man. Uh, you're still a little man, Amir Khan's fucking woman, you you scumbag. Might as well run around with that kind of fucking persona. Hey, but I don't know. The power of that big BBC, I don't, hey, whatever, man. That's what Will is talking about. That's what, hey, he knows more than I do. And I'll tell you what right now, man. We had to get this shit off no matter what. And for me to just kind of end it on a sour note, I wouldn't want to do that. So just a little quick news on the other hand. Juan Manuel Marquez is retiring today without giving Manny Pacquiao that chance to get back. Fuck out of here, old man. Tim Bradley beat the shit out of you, which I won a lot of money on being an 80 to 20 underdog. And I tell you what, the Outsiders of Boxing Podcast, we ain't forgetting about nobody. That's why we had to come in off schedule, off a of work day, coming in 
Uh, well, we weren't even scheduled to be on the clock. Emergency podcast. I hope you guys all enjoy it. Tomorrow we will see that little Trump Lomachenko get in the ring, and he ain't going to be talking about nothing when it comes to Rigondeaux afterwards. And we'll be back either Sunday or Monday. I'll be in L.A. tomorrow night. Holler at me if you be in the area. And we out. Mom, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.